Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm so thrilled to have you here. And, you know, if you've been listening to the show, you heard us chit-chat a little bit about some of the, you know, some of the television shows that have been on, some of the people that are in these reality um I guess, contests. And one of the things that we did comment on was how absolutely amazing their level to persevere was and is and what this all means to all of us right now. And and kind of for me, I got to meet my guest for today's show uh, many, many years ago by not meeting her. I actually got to meet her through what I think is one of the most um, empowering books on leadership of our time. And what I loved about it was uh, we were all introduced to Leadership and the New Science, um, a book that uh, my very special guest uh, authored many years ago. And today we get to look back or I get to look back at that book and see how so far ahead of its time it was. But in putting everything in perspective, We are honored to have Dr. Margaret Wheatley joining us here today. Uh, Many of us know her as Dr. Meg Wheatley, but she's joining us here today because the journey continues. So for many of you that have read her books, that know who she is, she is an amazing individual, internationally acclaimed writer, speaker, and teacher uh, for all of us on how to accomplish our work, sustain our relationships, and willingly step forward to serve in this chaotic time. She's written five books, one of them I've just mentioned, Leadership in the new science, uh, which is in many languages, uh, turning to one another and um, a simpler way. And beyond all of that, I have in my hand now, which I'll hold hold up over the webcam, her latest book, which is available uh, right now only on her website. But it's a book that I believe all of us that have dreams and are sitting on the fence or all of us that have a dream and are feeling like we're stuttering a little bit, like we're really shaking on our feet, needs to read. I've talked about my mom and what she taught me about perseverance. This book is simply called Perseverance, but by no way is it a simple book. And so she's joining us here today as someone that has worked with organizations across the globe. She understands what behavior and change is all about, you know, having received her doctorate in organizational behavior and change from Harvard. But this is a person who has an amazing message about perseverance. And for me personally, has been sort of a role model for me to take my own voice and message out into the world. And so I'd love to introduce all of you again to Dr. Margaret Wheatley. Uh, Thank you, Meg, for joining us here today. Thank you so much for writing this book. Well, I'm really delighted to be able to speak about perseverance on your show. So let's start by, you know, the idea. 
And I love to go back to the journey to find out how an idea, a book, manifests a book like this on a topic like perseverance. You know, what is it that you were looking at that said, I've got to write a book on perseverance? Well, it was two pivotal things. One was my long-term fear uh, and anxiety of watching so many of the people that I love, uh, people in my family, my adult children, people that I work with, people who are really trying to improve their communities, people who are, you know, trying to create positive change in the world wherever they are, you know, not necessarily leaders, but just people everywhere. Because I've worked for a long time with this definition that a leader is anyone willing to help, anyone who sees something that needs changing and willingly steps forward to serve. So that includes millions and millions of us around the world. And what I became anxious about was that those of us who were trying to serve, those of us who had stepped forward, who had gotten engaged somewhere in our communities or in our organizations, that we're really in danger of not only burning out, but of just being demoralized and exhausted and overwhelmed, because the nature of our world is exhausting. You know, if you even just, I was on the phone this morning with one of my adult children, and he has four children, and it's just, you know, and he's trying to run a business, and his life is, you know, is moment by moment potential for disaster or forgetting something or just feeling exhausted. And then at the other level, I work with a lot of people in communities who are really trying to create positive change, and they're exhausted and overwhelmed because the problems only keep increasing. You know, this is not a time when uh, solutions are presenting themselves. So that's why the topic perseverance um, became important to me. It's like, how do we keep going? You know, we're, it's more and more difficult. Not only are the problems proliferating, but we're working in cultures where people are cynical, frightened, downright anxious most of the time. Our stress levels are off the charts. And yet we still want to do the work. We still want to contribute. We still want to have our lives mean something. So the question isn't about what should I do with my life any longer, at least in the circles that I work in? Right. The, quest, the question is, how on earth do I keep going? Mm. And how do I know when to take a break? How do I know when to acknowledge that I'm stuck? How to, um, you know, not just push, push, push with this kind of false heroism that so many of us are capable of, myself included, saying, well, I'll do more, I'll take it all on, because... The problems are so insistent. Mm-hmm. So that was really the first big uh, reason that I wanted to write this book. I wanted to write it for myself, and, but most of all, I wanted to write it for a friend of mine who is CEO of a very large nonprofit along the Gulf Coast. Mm. So I met her um, right after Katrina, and then I began working with her along the Gulf Coast. She works runs a large community-based organization, big nonprofit. And then there was a series of hurricanes. So mm-hmm. Hurricane Ike and Hurricane Rita, it wasn't just Katrina. And now, of course, we have the incredible disaster of the oil spill along the Gulf Coast. 
And she was in a meeting um, one day, and she was in the habit of occasionally texting me when she was in a very frustrating meeting, <laughs> or a really good one, you know, mm-hmm. one that lifted her spirit. So one day I get this text, and it was right after this that I decided I had to write the book for her. And the text was, every day I have to make a choice not to give up. Mm. And in that moment, I saw that perseverance is a choice. It's a practice. You know, it just doesn't happen accidentally. Uh, We really have to decide how much more we can do if we can keep going. And so when I wrote the book, I really wrote it not about perseverance, but as a little carry-with-you guidebook that you can pull out of your purse or your briefcase or your backpack in a moment when you're just encountering a situation and just need a little calming down or a little guidance or a little Mm -hmm. different perspective. And so it's a very unique book for me to have written, but those are the reasons Mm -hmm. I wrote it as as a helper for how we might continue on to continue to strive to make a difference and do good work and serve our families and serve our communities. But it's getting tougher and tougher to do that. Well, I love what you just said. And what I was really struck by, um, uh, Dr. Meg, was this. When I when I heard about the book, uh, and, and I'm not really quite sure how I did at this point, but the minute that I did, I said, we've got to we've got to speak with Meg about this book. And what I, what came to mind was absolutely what you just said. And this is what I would love for our listeners to, to hear right now. There are so many people in our lives and we started a pay it forward program on this show two years ago that has taken on a life of its own. And we do a lot of different things with that. I would like all of you out there, if you know someone or if this is you that could use a book that does act like a guide. We're going to talk about it throughout the show today. This is a great gift for yourself and for someone else you know. And we're going to tell you how you are going to be able to get this uh, book. Uh, And there's only one place to get it right now. So you're kind of going to get it ahead of the game. But this is a perfect gift to get for yourself and then pay forward to someone else and ask them to pay it forward. Because if we can create this ripple effect, don't you think, Dr. Mag, if we can create a ripple effect, we'll be able to help people just pull up and not give up on their dreams, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the things, um, there's a few things I'd like to say to support what you just pointed out. The first is that we all come from families and ancestors and lineages of people who have persevered. Yes. It's not a strange new quality. In fact, it sounds, it's a rather old-fashioned quality, you know. Um, but it's helpful to think when you're in the midst of all this uh, breakdown or just can't take anymore, to think, as you do about your mother, um, who in my family has, you know, provided me with a role model You may go back a few generations if you've had ancestors who immigrated or ancestors who fought in wars or people who are just, you know, in your life right now, but who are great examples of perseverance. So that's the first thing. And, you know, they paid it forward, and that's why we're here. I mean, they did the hard work. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second thing is that when you really think of other people 
that you want to support to persevere, you're also ending your own loneliness. You're realizing that, oh, I'm not in this alone. There are many people out there who are in the same kind of struggle and challenges and um, these big swings of emotion that are very common these days. You know, you get really excited about something and then the next minute you're in despair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important to notice we're not alone, that this is a common experience right now. To feel overwhelmed, to feel exhausted, to feel lonely is quite a common experience. So I think there's value in serving others just to serve others, but the real payback to us is that we find our community. We find that we're not alone here, and mm-hmm. that's a huge uh, a huge component to being able to keep going. And it's so needed right now. We're going to take a short break. I want to make sure all of you out there know that if you have questions and want to give us a shout, 1-800-930-2819. When we come back, we'll be talking about what perseverance means, but how is it that some people seem to go from beginning to end uh, and some sometimes seem to make it look so easy and others, uh, well, there might be a different journey. Well, we'll find out about that and much more from my very special guest dr margaret wheatley the book is perseverance we'll be right back unsure if your diet is getting the essential vitamins and minerals needed to function optimally eat the rainbow every color provides your body with different nutrients and phytochemicals chemicals found in plants a poor diet lacking the recommended nutrients combined with a sedentary lifestyle can lead to developing risk factors for chronic diseases like obesity cardiovascular disease diabetes and cancer Each day, try to eat at least five different colors of fruits and vegetables. For example, dark green leafy vegetables, kale, collard greens, and deep orange-colored fruits and vegetables, apricots, sweet potatoes, carrots, are excellent sources of vitamin A. Fruits and vegetables contain fiber, which can encourage weight loss goals by helping to control hunger. This tip has been brought to you by Danica Ofelt, RDCD, specializing in weight loss and disease prevention using a non-diet approach at Access Wellness Center, real healing naturally. Call today, 425-251-6625 to book your customized nutrition counseling appointment. Are you in constant pain and tired of taking pain pills? At Holistique Medical Center, our physicians listen, examine, and find the root cause of your pain. Comprehensive, non-invasive, scientific, and energy-based natural therapies do exist to treat your pain and its root cause. Contact Holistique Medical Center to transform your life. Call 425-451-0404 or on the web at drdarvish.com. That's D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? Would you like relief from acute or chronic health issues? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? Would you like relief from allergy, weight, and digestive issues? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural technique. Whether you seek relief from health issues or desire to live at your optimum health and vitality, contact reflex analysis is a profound method which detects imbalances at a subclinical level, restoring health issues before they arise while increasing vitality and longevity. Discover CRA. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Every day we're moving toward wellness or away from wellness. I'd like to be your partner in achieving your optimal health and well-being. 
Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Are you dealing with a chronic problem and don't know where to turn for help? Ready for a new approach? Without pills, diets, or workouts. For weight loss, stress, anxiety, depression, or whatever else is ailing you, call Access Wellness Center in Renton for real healing naturally. Call 425-251-6625 or online at accesswellnesscenter.com for an appointment today. Take advantage of the free 15-minute consultation and other specials for you and your family. Access Wellness Center in Renton. Real healing naturally. Baby. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. For more information about us, and if you miss any part of this show, it will be available uh, later on today on our website. Just go to drpatlive.com, drpatlive.com. I am so thrilled and honored to have Dr. Margaret Wheatley joining us here today. The book that I actually have in my hand that those of you are watching me on the webcam, you know, kind of turn the pages and do all sorts of things with is her latest book. And the book is called Perseverance. Um, This book is available right now only on her website. And we're going to make sure we give you that information. Um, Dr. Meg, should we send them? What's the best website to send them to? Uh, MargaretWheatley.com? That's right. That's where it is. And it's very easy to find it. You also, uh, when you go on the website, just my name, Margaret Wheatley, Um, You'll be able to sign up for an eight-week series in which every Sunday night you'll receive two pages from the book. Um, And that's just meant to be another assist to all of us Mm -hmm. as we begin our week. Perfect. I wanted to, we're going to talk about many things that are in this book. And what I want to say about it is, you know, as I was reading this, I thought to myself, wow, she's talking about me. Wow, she's talking about me. Wow. Oh, yeah, lost. Wow, she's talking about me. I mean, it was kind of like I didn't say it out loud. But I, I really think this this book is speaking to you know, to millions of people. And I wanted to ask you, in your travels, and the organizations that you work with, and the people you speak with, what is your sense of what's happening with them, both personally and professionally? Well, one of the great blessings of my life has been how many people in so many different organizations and settings and cultures that I get to meet and be with. And so I, I'm, whatever I'm going to say next is really based on a fairly global observation um, and so it deals with what I've experienced with people in corporations, people in public education, doing community work, people in healthcare, in nonprofit work, and then parents. Um, so it's pretty broad. And what I have found is that we're living in a time now in which so many forces are converging and they're creating a very negative workplace. Some of the assumptions are that, you know, people can go as fast as machines. So more and more people are told to just speed up and do more. And uh, if it would take you a week to do something, well, now you're demanded to do it in two days. So there's been this kind of collapse of time. Um, And so we're much more 
pressure. The other thing is we're doing much more because we do have electronic um, connectivity. So in a recent study, most American workers can tell you when their workday ends, because I mean when it begins, because they get up, but they can't tell you when it ends, you know, because we stay online, we keep working even when we're home. Um, and that's a real strain on our health. The statistics about stress-related illnesses, you know, it's really heartbreaking to see how sick we're getting because of the increased pressures. But there's something else going on in a lot of workplaces, and it's a dehumanization. It's a failure to treat people correctly, to mm. treat people with respect, and to really see more and more. And I've been tracking this now for 30 years, and it's heartbreaking, and it's also very enraging to notice how little concern is now given to people mm -hmm. in their workplaces. So, you know, we used to be treated as machines. Now I think we're just being treated as one woman told me after she quit her job. She said, I, really, I looked at my job description and it had become that I was an income generating unit. Oh, you know, just horrifying. Mm -hmm. So, and in, in, in the midst of that, and I think those are very strong negative forces of speed and dehumanization and overwork, um, then there's also the nature of the world in which we're faced with more and more problems that we would really like to see solved. And some of them are immediate, but some of them are global. I mean, our hearts keep breaking uh, with the great natural disasters and the tragedies that so many people are experiencing these days, whether from war or famine or earthquakes. And so, you know, we're, we're exhausted, mm -hmm. um, not only by doing our own work, but I think we're exhausted by the nature of the world's problems and the amount of suffering that we know is going on in the world. And so one of the things that I've been paying attention to in myself and with my colleagues um, is what are we doing to take care of ourselves? You know, in a world in which there is so much um, nastiness and so much franticness, what are we doing to maintain our own peace? And so a lot of the topics that I talk about in Perseverance are uh, things that bring us down, things that rob us of energy, like having to deal with anger, mm -hmm. having to deal with frustration, having to deal with feelings of grief, having to deal with setbacks and, and times when we realize this is not going to work. And um, each of those times requires us not to just go faster, you know, and do it more frantically, but to actually pause and just think about so is this really going to work? Uh, or if something is really bigger than me, you know, is this the right time to try and do this? And I, one of the things I've observed in leaders everywhere is that they can deal well with very chaotic circumstances if they have their own practice of reconnecting with internal peace on a very regular basis. Hmm. And people get that experience of, of the peace that we carry within us from many different practices. You know, I'm a devoted meditator. Other people are, you know, wonderful at prayer. 
other people play musical instruments or do art or uh, go for long walks or anything to um, just reconnect with yourself, you know, right. and to stop all the frantic energy that's bombarding us daily and just realize that peace is always available, but only inside us. So I'm very encouraging. Actually, I'm more than encouraging. I insist on the people that I work with. <laughs> right. You have to pay attention to what you're doing on a daily basis, just about, at least on a weekly basis, to to reconnect with your own internal center, your own internal peacefulness. And so many of the topics that, you know, in the book, I just wrote a page on each of these because yes. I wanted you to be able to get the, the essence of it very quickly. Um, so they're not long essays. They're very short and direct. But um, the reason I chose topics like anger and jealousy and grief and getting stuck and also the positive ones of feeling, you know, there's real success here or there's joy in what we've just experienced. But the reason I chose those topics was because I think day-to-day, moment-by-moment, those are the things that either bring us down and prevent us from persevering. Yes. Or they're the things that we can use to transform our own interior self and and then go out into the world again, but from a more centered place. You know, there are the couple so many questions that I that I want to talk with you about. Uh, I think I'm going to ask you the question about fear and fearlessness, because I, as I was reading through the book, right at the beginning, you talk about fearlessness, right? But then I'm reading further, and you talk about fear. And I was so intrigued by looking at both fearlessness and fear in the ways that you've you've described them. And I wanted to ask you, what? why was this important to tease these <laughs> two apart? I know, let's hold that thought for when we come back from break. But it, it was shocking for me to kind of see that. And yet, what you write about fearlessness, and fear is so eye-opening. It's actually very sobering. The book actually is very sobering. There's so much to talk about. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Dr. Margaret Wheatley about perseverance. We're going to talk about fear and fearlessness. But also, she says something very interesting, very counter to what most of us learn about uncertainty. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. I want to time it with you. Ready to manifest your heart's desire? Want to know the secret to navigating life's in-between times with confidence and skill? Ready, Set, Manifest with Life Coach Debbie Lacey offers real tools to coach yourself through the in-betweens and leaps in life. Say goodbye to being stuck and hello to Ready, Set, Manifest. Visit theinspiredcoach.com and join the next Ready, Set, Manifest telegathering. You're not lost. You're getting ready. Visit theinspiredcoach.com. Reach your full potential and increase energy with the superfood of the Inca, maca magic. Maca naturally balances hormones, relieves symptoms of PMS, menopause, and erectile dysfunction. Maca increases energy, stamina, and endurance without caffeine. Visit macaroot.com. That's M-A-C-A root.com. Call 541-846-6222. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. 
Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now is the perfect time to learn Tai Chi and Qi Gong. These ancient Chinese healing arts, also called mind-body practice, are simple to learn, clinically proven to be effective, and can be practiced by anyone, anywhere, at any time. For 10 years, the Institute of Integral Qi Gong and Tai Chi has been a respected leader in mind-body practice training. Visit iiqtc.org. Empower yourself, empower others. Visit iiqtc.org for more information on my body practice. iiqtc.org. E-Cloth, the only cleaning solution you'll ever need. E-Cloth's fiber function does the cleaning, not a chemical reaction. Also, no paper towels or chemicals to buy, so you'll save lots of money. And E-Cloths are guaranteed to thoroughly clean for years. The whole time safer for you, your family, the environment, and saving you lots of money. As a Dr. Pat Show listener, get 20% off everything you order and free shipping. Go to ecloth.com and when checking out, enter Dr. Pat. You'll never go back to cleaning any other way. Coming to Seattle for one night only. A long-awaited appearance by one of the most visionary women of the century. An evening with Shirley MacLaine is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to explore the big questions, such as what is consciousness? What is the purpose of life? Or are we alone in the universe? With a woman that isn't afraid of the answers, join Bella Spark Productions and Shirley MacLaine on Sunday, June 13th at 7 p.m. in Beta Royal Hall, Seattle. Shirley McLean, still feisty and fabulous after all these years. Be sure to keep listening to this show for your opportunity to win two tickets to this final event in the 2010 Extraordinary People Lecture Series in Seattle. Don't miss Shirley McLean on June 13th. Visit bellaspark.com for details. B-E-L-L-A-S-P-A-R-K.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I want to thank all of you out there for listening to the Dr. Pat Show. We've got so many juicy things planned for you. Remember, the Dr. Pat Show. This is talk radio to thrive by. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I want to make sure that you all know that uh, this is a great, great book to get for someone, to get for yourself. And it is written in a way where you can open it up on any page and you'll read for exa- something that you're meant to hear for that day or that moment. Um, the best way to go about doing that is to go to uh, margaretwheatley.com. So it's Margaret Wheatley, W-H-E-A-T. E-A-T-L-E-Y dot com, margaretwheatley.com, or you can go to drpatlive.com and simply click on her name and get to the website. This is the only place right now that this book is available, and so I would encourage you to go look inside the book um, and think about getting a copy for yourself and perhaps as a gift for someone you know. This is truly one of the most incredible pay-it-forward items. We're actually going to feature this book on our homepage and on the Transformation Network as it launches next week. Um, Dr. Meg, thank you for joining us here today. Well, I'm really happy for the topics we're talking about. And Just before the break, you brought up one of my favorite yeah. ones, which yeah. is fearlessness yeah. and What do those two things have to do with each other? Most of us hear the word fearlessness and think that it means being free from fear. But actually, you can't be fearless unless you have fear to start with. Um, So fearlessness is what we 
And first thing we have to recognize is that fear is common. It's part of the human experience. It's not going to go away. But it's what we do when we encounter something that makes us afraid that makes all the difference. So most of us, if, you know, we're frightened, we either um, shut down or retreat or um, don't want to think about it or just hope it'll go away or get aggressive and decide to go after the, the person or situation that just made us frightened. By the way, you know, I, I just have to give credit to us women here. The newer research on what we do when we're afraid, it used to be that we were told that the fight-or-flight syndrome was the only, right. you know, two potential actions. And more recent research that has involved women uh, has discovered that women generally tend to either take care of the children or take care of other people. So in addition to fight or flight, we now have two more. We've doubled our behaviors here. We have two more, which uh, the researchers are calling tend, as in tend the children, and befriend. Mm. And um, But, you know, we also sometimes need to fight and sometimes need to flee. So whatever ha- what, what we do with our fear is is what makes the difference, is what leads to fearlessness or not. And in the book, I just teach something that has made a big difference in my life, is that when I'm afraid, the first thing I do is just say, oh, look at this, I'm afraid. Yeah. You know, acknowledge it, don't pretend it's not there. Mm. And then the next step is to look at it. Don't run away from it, but instead interview it. Get curious about it. So... Uh, not why am I afraid, but what does this fear feel like? Um, getting into the why am I afraid is not helpful, actually. But get, making friends with the fear is a very helpful way to get rid of it. So asking amusing questions like, so what color is this? Where is it in my body? Um, what's its personality? Uh if this were a flavor, what would I describe it as? Anything to just um, take away the emotional charge of fear. And you, as you're doing that kind of stu- silly little interviewing process, you're actually moving closer and closer to the fear. And as you do that, miraculously, it disappears. Mm. And then you can decide what you want to do. You know, fear is a terrible uh, it just shuts us down emotionally. It shuts us down intellectually. We can't make a good decision when we're afraid. And now we've got a whole culture, you know, uh, of people throughout the United States who are frightened a lot of the time, who are fearful. And we can't, we can't be rational in those times. Um, so for us personally, again, this is where we have some control over our own responses. And that is to realize that when fear appears, face it, move closer, get curious about its nature, not its cause. And then that's where you'll then discover fearlessness. But not by thinking that for a moment that fear is something we do away with in our human lives. It's always going to be there. Mm. But this is how you, you eradicate it, you know, just by 
letting it not be so fearful. Well, you talk about developing a relationship. I mean, That's right. yeah, and, and a good relationship is what I want to say. I mean, a curious, a curious, a curious rela- yeah, you know, right. one, I, I mean, so let me just ask you this question, because it sounds like, and I love that you put this in terms of interviewing, you know, it sounds like we get to be sort of this, uh, a, an observer of ourselves in a very curious way that even when we think about it, it sort of takes the punch out of it, so to speak. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. I mean, this observer self, I'm sure you've covered this in a lot of shows because it's a really wonderful strategy. If you can just step outside of what's going on in your head or look at your, you know, oh, look at me. There I go again. Wow, look how sad I'm feeling or look how lonely I'm feeling. It actually changes, it decharges the emotion. You know, and then over time, you can look at yourself even more and say, why do I always get angry in that situation? Or why does being with this kind of person always make me feel sad? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start to recognize your patterns, you know, and then you can start to change when we recognize our habitual patterns. So it's a very wonderful skill to be able to just look at yourself and not, not with, uh, this is very important also, when we look at ourselves, it's not to criticize ourselves. It's just to notice and even to extend some love towards ourselves in that moment. Uh, what my own Buddhist teacher calls unconditional friendliness towards ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, okay, so I'm sorry I got angry at you there, but, you know, okay. You know, I'm not a bad person for that. Or to just realize that we are who we are and we're really trying, mm-hmm. you know, and to extend some much more compassion towards ourselves. So it's important if you step into the observer role that you're not stepping into the self-critic role because that won't get you anywhere good. And, and and not just critical of ourselves, but critical of others. I mean, that's also this those whole idea of blaming. Those two things are really combined. Yeah. yeah, those two things are very connected. Yeah, because bl- I don't know where blaming ever, but certainly what I learned from my mom, blaming was never anything that got her to take that next step. And so much of what you talk about um, it was so important. She never quite said it your way, but she really did have behaviors that... Um, so much of what you talk about exemplified this. I want to talk about the word failure. Um, you, you talk about failure in the book. And this is really a word that's, you know, as a radio show host that is, you know, positive talk radio. I use the term failure in, in my introduction. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? I've never been afraid of the word failure. And I wanted to ask you how failure fits in the journey of perseverance from your perspective. Well, this has a lot of dimensions to it. The first thing is that failure is unavoidable. Mm. You know? yeah. I mean, if we could just make yeah. friends with the fact that we're going to mess up. Yeah. You know? Of course. We're I humans, know. You know? I know. Um, and in our culture, certainly our organizations in which we're told, well, do it right the first time. Right. You know, we're, we're set up for that. So we're also, the other side of this is that even though failure is, is part of human experience. I would rather we call failure learning, you know, learning from experience. But um, in the culture we're in, we get blamed if something goes wrong Um, because we also live in a culture that's quick to find blame rather than to go deeply into finding solutions. You know, something goes wrong, we just get rid of the person. 
we don't actually inquire. So why did this not work? You know, what were all the causes and factors that made this not work? And I think, again, for women in particular, um, we're so sensitive, super sensitive to criticism. So we want to avoid failure because we want to avoid criticism because when we're criticized, and these are all topics I deal with in the book, when we're criticized, we take it as condemnation of who we are. Not that we just did one thing wrong, but we're a bad person. That's right. Know? And and that's, that's a death trap, you know. And um, so to be able to deal with criticism and notice what's useful in it and then get rid of the rest and not go the second big, you know, inflate it to, I am a very bad person. Right, right. Um, that's a real skill that, that is part of persevering. It's like being able to deal with criticism. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, you know, so one of the reasons we don't like to talk about failure is because we think we're just going to get blamed. But don't you think that we also have another word that's associated with failure? And we have really made this a pop culture fad almost. And I, I, it really breaks my heart when I hear especially young people refer to another young person as a loser. I oh, mean, yeah. that's where we've gone with this. That, you know, yeah. to the point yeah. where if you fail then that means you are a loser. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about something that Dr. Wheatley um, so wonderfully addresses in the book, and that is this, banish the word struggle. Wow. Wouldn't we all love to do that? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We'll be right back. For pet parents who value quality natural nutrition, Wellness Natural Food for Dogs and Cats offers an ideal nutritional balance of carefully chosen, authentic ingredients in every recipe they make. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose, never any empty calories. You can trust the quality of all the ingredients in wellness, from their source to your pet's bowl. To learn more about the difference wellness pet foods can make and to locate a pet specialty retailer near you, go to wellnesspetfood.com. Unlock your divine power and become the true master of your life with visionary clairvoyant Terry O'Connor every Monday at 10 a.m. on The Dr. Pat Show. Using her extraordinary connection with spirit, Terry can energetically view your true inner blueprint and guide you to your soul's highest purpose. Explore your personal connection to your authentic self and let your spirit soar as it was truly meant to. That's The Carrie O'Connor Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, on the Dr. Pat Show. Are you taking too many oral pain pills and concerned about side effects? Are you having trouble getting to sleep because of the pain? Well, I'm Lou Paradise. I had the same problems you have. Cured my pain, eliminated pain pills and their side effects by developing Topperson Pain Relief and Healing Cream. Topperson relieves pain without side effects. It doesn't burn, it doesn't smell, and it doesn't stain. But don't just take my word for it. Doctors, pharmacists, and pain specialists are using and recommending Topperson and ending the suffering for thousands of people just like you. 
We know you're hurt. We want to help. We're so sure Topperson will work for you. We offer a money back guarantee. So if you want pain relief with no side effects, ask for Topperson or call 1-800-959-1007. That's 1-800-959-1007. Topperson, the last pain medicine you'll ever need. And you can sleep on that. The search is over. The Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, is your connection to tens of thousands of people waiting to hear your empowering message, waiting to choose your product or service. Dr. Pat's goal is to connect you with the people that want high-quality products and services created with love for humanity and the earth. Products and services like yours. Be the business that joins the buzz. The Dr. Pat Show Buzz. The buzz of talk radio to thrive by. Connect with people that value conscious living and mindful thinking. Living life full out. Have your business be identified with this powerful and inspiring show. Join the buzz. Be the buzz. Let the Dr. Pat Show talk radio to thrive by. Be the conduit to those who would benefit most from your services. To sponsor the Dr. Pat Show, call Dr. Pat at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Let our success be your success. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And it is every little step you take. And that's what I love about this book. And I love about my mom's teaching on perseverance. Honestly, if she would have sat down to me, sat down with us as kids and gave it to us all in this big sermon, this big, you know, dump on perseverance, none of us would have gotten it. But to be able to watch her throughout her life actually demonstrate and do the things that Dr. Margaret Wheatley, you know, talks about in this book was brilliant. Uh, This is the first book I've ever picked up on perseverance that gives me some sense and background to how my mom operated. She didn't live long enough, unfortunately and sadly, for me to actually have this conversation with her. But I will tell you that if you want to help someone that you believe is in a place of stuckness or could, could get a few pointers or just help them not be down a court, so to speak, this is going to be one of the coolest things you can get for them. Um, it's it's a perfect book. You can carry it around, and it's only available to all of you on Dr. Uh, uh, Meg's website. If you go to margaretwheatley.com, you'll see it right there. Uh, Dr. Meg, thanks for joining us here today. I've saved the conversation about struggle for last, because you don't even fool around with this one. You know, you're basically saying banish the word struggle. Get rid of it. Yes, Yes, but I want to give credit that that phrase (laughs) comes from a prophecy by Native American Hopi Indian Mm -hmm. elders that we should banish the word word struggle, Mm -hmm. and we should also get rid of the, the, they said, the time of the lone wolf is over. Mm. And that if we banish the word struggle, what becomes available to us is joy, sacredness, realizing we're part of a larger whole. And this is an essential conversion that has to go on in us. It's not me against the world. It's me joining with a few like-minded others who really want to create 
something more positive wherever we are at whatever level we are. We want to do some good while we're here. And we don't do that when we're angry. We don't do that when we're feeling victimized. It's not available to us when we're so caught up in our own personal struggle that we lose sight of the fact that offering, you know, service to others is the greatest source of uh, satisfaction that's available to us. Mm. And so the way we, we banish the word struggle is to stop the storyline we might be feeding ourselves, which says, oh, my life is so hard, or I always come up, you know, at the short end of the stick, or I never get what I want, or nobody really sees me for who I am. Those are stories that we tell ourselves. They're very convincing. There's probably some evidence there that led to that. But it's not a story about yourself that allows you to enter into the world with openness, with Mm. possibility, and with the greatest possibility of all, which is joy. So the book ends with a quote that I think is really fundamental. It's from a a popular songwriter who is a street musician who has then discovered, you know, he's homeless, and now he's a performing artist. But the end of the song is, We knew, we knew, we had a choice. We chose rejoice. Mm. And um, we do have a choice. We have a choice in how we describe ourselves to ourselves. We have a choice with whether we just get eaten up by the greed and the anger and the fear that's all around us. We have a choice about whether we claim our rights to uh, live lives that have peace as part of them. And all of these things are choices, as is perseverance. But it then, once we make the choice, then we have to be in a regular practice. We have to really pay attention and not let the world, again, eat us, you know, eat us alive or eat the life out of us. So mm-hmm. I love that phrase, we had a choice, we chose to rejoice. I love it, too. And one of the things that, um, you know, you bring us to in the book, uh, and of course, I, I think I mentioned to you during the break that I didn't read the book in order, um, but I happened to read... And I told you it's not meant to be. It's not. It's and I open. Exactly. And yeah. Exactly. And one of the things I read today, and this is this is what I wanted to kind of ask you with as, as we, you know, wrap up our time together. I opened the book to the section on faith today. And um, and then I actually started to read backwards because it took me to part five of the book where you say, for we are the ones. And you start out by saying the journey of perseverance begins with fire, with passion for our cause, with hope to change things. I read that and actually I'm reading it today and, and I, I, I just I'm trying to hold my tears back. Because this is such an important thing to remember and to be able to help others remember it. Yes. Yeah. For you, my question is, faith in the scheme of things and perseverance, it seems like it's such an incredible and powerful, powerful tool for the journey. Is this the thing that separates the people that persevere from those that don't, or is it a culmination of all? 
Are you asking about faith? Mm-hmm. I, well, for me, it goes back to the comment I made a while ago that people who get through very hard times, they do have faith. They have some sort of faith, and they have some sort of regular practice for reconnecting with the source of their faith, whatever it is. Um, you otherwise, if we don't, um, if we don't think that we are participating in something beyond ourselves, in something larger than ourselves, in something that is bigger than our own small ego needs, if we don't think that, then uh, we we don't persevere. We don't even survive. You know, we just become angry, cynical selfish people. So Mm -hmm. for me, faith is a, it doesn't have to be connected to any one particular deity, but it, it does always, faith for me, recognizes that I am participating in something far greater than me. And usually when you tune into that through prayer or meditation or dance or however, you also realize that what you're participating in is quite wonderful, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that there's yeah. a deep sense of love and harmony and and uh, forgiveness and possibility that is just part of the universe. Um, and, it's, and that, of course, is the source of real peace when you realize, oh, this, this is a good place to be, you know, and I can trust life, and I realize that life wants me here as well. And for me, that's enough faith. Wow. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Um, It's been a great, great conversation. And certainly, as I've said earlier, there's so much in the book that uh, we haven't talked about, but that people can certainly read about when they get the book. Do you you have a a final message for all of us today, uh, Dr. Wheatley? Well, I love being able to speak about this topic because I think there are so many of us who just need a little bit of refocusing, a little bit of noticing what it's important to pay attention to. And so I'm very grateful that you invited me on the show, Dr. Pat. And I do want to, the reason I created this free subscription series that you could sign up for on my website was just so you could get a immediate support from the book. You don't have to pay anything to get eight weeks worth of you know, the pages that I thought were really important for you. So I hope I really encourage listeners to to go on my website and uh, and get a sampling of the book very easy, you know, easy and cheap, mm-hmm. no-cost way. But I think this is something we need to pay attention to, obviously. So thank you for inviting me today. It's very, very powerful. And yet at the same time, I love how amazingly... Uh, simple it has been to absorb what you've written. It is really brilliant the way that you've laid this out. And I love that no matter what page I go to, Margaret, um, I am learning something that I didn't know before. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Well, you're very welcome. It's my joy to do it.
Well, I just want to tell all of you out there, uh, Dr. Margaret Wheatley joining us here today. Please go to the website, margaretwheatley.com. But we're going to be putting on our homepage on the drpatshow.com or drpatlive.com. We're going to be putting a link right to her website. We'll have a picture of the book there, and there will be an opportunity for you to become part or get part of some of the amazing free connections that she has about this. This is a time for us to come together, to support each other. And I'll tell you, we're all over it on the Dr. Pat Show. We'll see you next time, everyone. 